0: Hello from lockdown day 9005, or what feels like day 9005 at least. Hope you're all doing well and staying safe. Today's episode is about an intersection that's been on my mind a lot lately. Bad COVID-19 takes and the online rational atheist scene. Why are there so many truly awful, embarrassing takes in this movement that prides itself on being so much more intelligent and compassionate than the theists they look down upon? It's something I often wonder about these days. I mean, cringe memes are one thing, but how do they transform into phrenology, you know? So here we'll discuss the bad takes stemming from the scene as well as those adjacent to the scene. For example, Dave Rubin, who has been a pretty big name in the movement, is now technically no longer an atheist because he renounced his atheism for some of that sweet, sweet grift cash from the Christian right, but is still very often and very embarrassingly praised by some big name atheists, which indicates just what a clown show this movement has become. And then there's Tariq Fatah, who you'll often see retweeted onto the timelines of many anti-Muslim, rational atheist, slash ex-Muslim types. He still uses the label Muslim, despite admitting a few years ago on my podcast that he isn't actually a believer at all. Uh, But I suppose the label Muslim really comes in handy for when you're looking to become the Hindu far-right's favorite useful Muslim. You see, you can't do that when you're just another non-believer. And there's Majid Nawaz, of course, who is a staple in the skeptosphere. He also identifies as Muslim, and uh, boy, you can't miss it, because if you disagree with him in any way, he won't fail to remind you that he is, in fact, a brown Muslim man, in the same breath as shitting on the left for identity politics. The thing is that parts of the atheist scene have become so entangled with the western right and far right that it's impossible to make a clean cut separating the two. If you talk about one, you kind of have to talk about the other, unfortunately. And what makes the Brain Genius Club especially insidious is that it holds some legitimacy in the mainstream. It can normalize dangerous bigoted views much more easily. You could hear takes from Tommy Robinson or Tucker Carlson on Fox News being called out for the dog Wesley bullshit they are, but then you could hear similar takes rehashed by someone like Doug Murray or Sam Harris, and suddenly they hold a lot more weight for centristy liberal types even. And that's the concern. I was first inspired to do this episode when I saw a Twitter take by atheist author and professor Peter Boghossian who created an entirely fake pandemic-related situation in his head to fearmonger about diversity. Nothing like using a global pandemic to push your shitty agenda, eh? He said, Would you refuse a vaccine or deny it to your loved ones if the research team behind it was exclusively white, cis, het, male, and wealthy? And then I saw more takes of his along the same lines and more. And then I saw James Lindsay screeching about an article that was simply titled From the Hospital to the Lab, Black Scientists are Fighting COVID-19. And then I saw Stefan Molyneux, another atheist author, who also happens to be a white nationalist uh, and was described as the finest podcaster for reason by Michael Shermer of Skeptic Magazine. His amazing COVID take was, These are not masks. They're communist burqas. I don't even know what he's fucking trying to say there, but, uh, you know, totally rational, normal stuff from a totally rational, normal scene. (laughs) The general theme of anti-diversity and always supporting the status quo, siding with the powerful against the powerless in basically every situation other than religion. What is that about? And why has it become the thing for online atheism? How has a leftish-seeming cause and group and people closest to and surrounding this group, how has all that just become about carrying water for the right in everything, even in these apocalyptic times? That's what I'm interested in. The anti-lockdown stuff, people like Majid Nawaz spreading conspiracies, tweeting articles from something called lockdown skeptics. Jesus. And other IDWers like the weinstein spreading ridiculous conspiracy shit too. Sam Harris making phone calls and building bridges with someone as dangerous and anti science as Candace Owens. But, uh, you know, it's quote unquote far left as recline who's beyond the pale. How has this become the uh, swimming pool of ideas that all these high IQ heroes are splashing around in? The same geniuses that lectured everyone else about science and reason and logic. The conspiracies, the callousness, the bigotry, the fear mongering. I mean, is this just a natural outcome of floating in too many facts and chugging too many pints of reality? <laughs> also, generally, this no nuance, ahistorical, childlike view of religion, bad, no religion, good, is exhausting and doesn't even scratch the surface of actual human complexity. How people can dwell in that realm year after year after year after year without evolving is beyond me. Yay, you figured out that creationism is BS, hooray. Can you maybe stop patting yourself on the back about that now? (laughs) Oh, and uh, before I forget, welcome to the IDW, Brian Adams. (laughs) all right let's uh listen to some clips first to warm us up for this episode and uh yes yes i know these are all totally out of context of course of course and i'm an unfair meanie because i didn't play the entire back catalog of all the episodes of all the people featured here
1: jesus fucking christ can't we even have a pandemic without getting offended Seriously, it scares me that there are people out there who would rather die from the virus than call it by the wrong name. This isn't about vilifying a culture, this is about facts. It's not racist to point out that eating bats is batshit crazy. So when someone says, what if people hear Chinese virus and blame China? The answer is we should blame China, not Chinese Americans. But we can't stop telling the truth because racists get the wrong idea. There are always going to be idiots out there who want to indulge their prejudices. But this is an emergency. Don't we have bigger tainted fish to fry? This has nothing to do with Asian Americans, and it has everything to do with China. We can't afford the luxury anymore of non-judginess. Towards a country with habits that kill millions of people everywhere. Because this isn't the first time. SARS came from China, and the bird flu, and the Hong Kong flu, the Asian flu. Viruses come from China like shortstops come from the Dominican Republic.
2: Cancer is killing people as quick as anything. Cigarettes kill a half a million people a year. There's no government mandate that's trying to get people to stop smoking cigarettes. In fact, There's not a single word ever spoken about it in presidential campaigns, in governor governor campaigns, congressional campaigns. No one's out there trying to get people to stop smoking cigarettes, but yet it's killing a half a million people every year in this country alone. We're so strange, and I understand. Cigarettes is a choice and infectious diseases or not. We're worried about protecting people who uh, have these compromised immune systems, but it's not most people, you know. the the vast majority of people that are going to get this, are not. it's not going to be fatal. We have to figure out how to protect the people that are high risk. But to quarantine the whole country, it just seems like maybe it was a good move to do initially, but we can't sustain that. So now we have to figure out how to move forward. I, I, I don't want us to lose any people, but I certainly don't want us to lose restaurants either. I don't want us to lose bars. I don't want us
3: to lose comedy clubs. And, you know, they're they're telling us that we can't yeah. go to the beach. Well, here in SoCal, it's about 85 and perfect today, and I did get a little color in my backyard, but it's like, how about you tell us something mature? Tell us we have to go to the beach at half capacity and maybe have a car with a space between another car and you can only go in group support. Give us something that will make us feel like mature adults as you're supposed to do as government officials. Don't just say you can't go to the beach just because we say it, as if as if what they say is true just because okay. they worded it. And I think that's the problem with progressives, okay. generally. They think that because they say the something, they- it's inherently true. You know, the weather's good. I thought we had a beach. Now we don't have it. I'm not sure what I'm doing here. Texas is looking pretty good these days. But I will tell you this, my, my sister and her family and two kids just moved out of New York City this week because People, people want to be free. Your intro is exactly right. Americans love liberty, love freedom. And by the way, we're willing to take a little risk to be free. Nobody's saying just get out there and do whatever you want and crowd everything. People are saying, hey, we gotta get back to our our lives. We're not hamsters in a cage. And you gotta let us take a little risk so we can decide what the threshold is for our lives as opposed to just be getting it as an edict, uh, you know, from somebody up in Sacramento in my case. How concerned are you that as we just get more and more stuck in our homes, as we don't go out, as we don't socialize, as we, as you probably saw in Michigan, you can't buy seeds at stores to plant your own food, all of these types of things. I'm much more concerned about that than I am the virus specifically. It just doesn't matter. But Greg, yes, you are right. You are right. When things actually hit the fan, when when it's suddenly, when you suddenly have real issues to deal with, nobody cares about race, nobody cares about sexuality or gender or any of it. That was one of the best intros I've ever heard you give because we're all Americans right now. We've got a real problem to face. And when you have real problems, the imaginary problems of the progressives really disappear into nothing.
1: Make sure that uh, that program doesn't contain controversial subjects and uh, you're not impolite to people.
0: No, definitely not, Dad. You know me. I'm never, <laughs> ever controversial
1: or yeah, impolite. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Welcome to P*** Conversations with your lovable, never pisses anyone off, ex-Muslim host, Aina. keeping it non-controversial. Welcome to panel 23 on the intersection of online rational atheism and terrible COVID-19 takes. It's a patron's choice episode, meaning my wonderful patrons who help keep the show going voted on a couple of choices, and this one won. If you too would like to be voting for such things and also would like to support the show in these hard times, then please head on over to patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes and become a patron. So, anyway, I thought this specific intersection was an important thing to focus on during the corona apocalypse because it just goes to show that we could be experiencing a literal global pandemic and some rational genius brains will continue to have absolute garbage dog-wesley bigoted takes. I wonder why that keeps happening in the skeptosphere. Could, Could there be a real problem with this kind of thing? Oh, and uh, please note, though, this isn't an informational episode on COVID-19 itself. I'd suggest you get your info on that from the experts and no one else. And lastly, let me just emphasize that we're all atheists here, so please know that this isn't about criticizing a lack of belief in God, but rather criticizing one loud, prominent, and shitty segment of the atheist scene. And to discuss these high-IQ takes, I've got here with me, uh, if you were on Atheist Twitter in like, I don't know, 2012 to 2015 sometime, this will be a blast from the past. I'm sure you remember Atheist Blobfish and Atheist Mel, both (laughs) who took the Atheist out of their names. How have you guys been? We're coping without the Atheist
4: part. Incredibly. (laughs) Yeah, I'm coping. Yeah. (laughs) it's been tough you know it's been tough but we're doing it did your brains shrink noticeably yeah definitely like if i I shake my head back and forth i can like feel it rattling around in there it's really
0: tough (laughs) oh well i'm so glad you guys could join me for this lovely chat
5: yeah this will be fun
0: so yeah what have you guys uh what have you guys noticed about the Online scene lately. Firstly, talk to me a bit about why you removed atheist out of your name. <laughs> um, so yes, as you said, really heavy into the the
4: online atheist world for a good, I would say, good two years, give or take a bit. And it was just it was a lot of the same thing, a lot of arguing with the same people with the same arguments, and it just it got really boring, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And apart from the fact that it just got a little bit boring, is I just noticed that it was really, really unkind, a lot of what was going on, and just so unnecessary. And we were making no progress. It was just the same thing again and again with the same people. And it just felt like you're just sitting in a circle, you know, in an echo chamber, Mm -hmm. talking to everyone about atheism, going around in circles. And it just, you know, it became really, really
0: boring. Yeah. What about you, Blobfish?
5: Yeah, I'd sort of echo similar sentiments as i was saying before we started recording i i find with the internet atheism thing like you can sort of get everything in your brain process all the high level ideas within like a year and then if you're hanging around like after two years like you start sort of like looking at yourself and going fucking hell like what am i doing (laughs) and then like after three years like you start looking (laughs) at the company you keep and like the conversations you're having and whatever and i just started looking around and like all the me too stuff was happening brexit and like everybody seemed like everybody that was sort of popular in that scene seemed to have like a real fucking like opposing view to what i would naturally have like without even considering my atheism or anything like that like they were completely opposite to what i was thinking and like for me the reasoning wasn't there like like wasn't there at all like uh, all the support for Louis CK and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh, and Lawrence Krauss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's most sexual assaults aren't fucking prosecuted anyway. There's yeah. no like punishment for Louis CK. He's selling out fucking theaters. Nothing's changed for him. He was in a bad financial position, he's not anymore.
0: Yeah.
4: And I think the thing is too when when things like this happen, I mean of course we don't know all the facts and mm. we we may never know all the facts, but the, the number of people that their natural instinct was to jump to the defence of the suspected abusers yeah. is worrying. I mean, if if you're ever going to err on the side of anyone,
6: you yeah, really should be
4: on the side of the suspected victim, not on yeah. the side of the suspected abuser. And then when facts come out, then you can perhaps change your opinion. But but the fact that your natural inclination is to support the abuser is, is concerning.
5: <laughs> yeah, like there's some... Um... Like, massive conspiracy or some history of men being fucking locked up for rapes they didn't do. Like, sure, there are, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there were men locked up for rapes they didn't do. But there are loads of men not locked up for rapes they did do. Mm. Like, yep. these are the fucking facts. This is the world we live in. Like, and, and you have to take that into account when you're dealing with these things.
0: Yeah, and that's always the way that I, I always saw, like... Um, as time went on, as you were saying, like one year, you get all the atheist memes. Two years, you're like, okay, what am I doing? Okay, three years, this yeah, is yeah. getting really repetitive. And then you're like, what the hell is happening? Why is there a theme of them always supporting the status quo, always supporting the powerful yeah. over the powerless, yeah. like in every topic? Like, And Me Too was one of those clear instances where even if they condemned Lawrence Krauss reluctantly they still yeah. made a lot of excuses for
5: yeah um
0: people opposing wait for the evidence to...
5: and all that shit yeah like when when like the evidence that's there is so so like wildly against lawrence Krauss. like waiting yeah. for more evidence like he's only gonna favor him isn't it like yeah. so
4: and, and, and not even just waiting waiting for the for the evidence, but, like reluctantly waiting for the evidence like oh yeah. It's probably not true, but just to save you know a bit of an image on on
0: social media, I'll say we'll wait for the evidence. Well, so you don't really yeah. need that, do you? <laughs> yeah, and also like I think uh, Sam Harris was criticizing the article that uh, wrote about it because it was written in BuzzFeed. Even though in yeah. other episodes of his, he's saying you know if something is true, it doesn't matter what the source is because uh, oh, you know is, I would is... I would take the uh, I would take facts from Hitler if it's like just
5: facts you know so no I'm but you sure. wouldn't because you like and like and, and that's the problem like that's the problem this this is fucking high level idea bullshit like for me like i i always say about these debates would you have it in the pub would you have that debate in the pub mm-hmm. and for 99 percent of them they fucking wouldn't because they'd be scared someone would overhear what they were saying <laughs> like personally my, my favorite thing about it all is i've got a favorite book and I hate the fact that it's by this person, but it's called Lying, and it's by Sam Harris.
4: <laughs> That's your favorite book? It started
5: book? out as a, yeah, it's in my favorite books. Like, honestly, if you're going to ask me my top 10 books that I've read in my life that have changed the way I think, mm. Sam Harris' Lying would be up there. And it started off as a blog, and it, I think it's about 140 pages. And it's just about the consequences of lying and believing half truth telling half truths you know how like often that.
0: that book is thrown at, at people who say that you know sam harris is being dishonest no he can't yeah. be dishonest because he wrote <laughs> this book about lying how lying is bad yeah
5: yeah, yeah but he, he he literally describes like actions that people take now like and like so saying like 2013 when he wrote it i think like it was sort of prophetic in a way
0: simpler times like
5: like, like of 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 like of like all the fake news shit that's come along like like it, it literally explains it for you if you read it like i've I read it again recently maybe it, he like, should read
0: the, it again yeah <laughs> I,
5: like, i'm so tempted to like tweet in some days just go have you ever thought about like really having to read through that like and just <laughs> because like he, he just went off the deep end like I, I, I personally think, like, when Hitchens died, I think internet atheism being cool died. Like, that was it. And I think everybody else sort of realized it and they went, oh, fuck, look, like, we're going to have to pretend to be really cool now. And, like, like we'll have a brain club and we'll, we'll start a dark web and all that shit. But, like, they're just not, none of them are cool. None of them are cool. But, yeah, like, like Sam Harris, that book, like, is it's very good. And I, I read Letter to a Christian Ace and all, and I've, I think I've read all these fucking books, and Dawkins and Dennett and everyone. I've, I've read the fucking lot. Everybody did, because there's only about 15 books worth reading,
0: mm-hmm.
5: like total. And I, I'm, that's a generous, that's I, I'd like say. That's like
0: new atheist scripture.
5: Yeah, like, <laughs> and like, out of all of them, the only one you'd find really useful in like, a sort of like, con- context of, like, of life, like actual life outside the internet, is probably Daniel Dennett. And mm. hardly anyone reads it.
0: Yeah. Mm. See, this
5: is the hilarious.
4: thing. Well, I got to, um, in, in the, the peak of my online atheism, I got The God Delusion. And, yeah. you know, at the time, it was just like, oh, my, this is an incredible book. What an incredible book. Oh, my book.
2: God, he's reading my mind. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the thing is, I, I started reading it, of course. And I got, like, I would say, like, a third of the way through. Just like, well, I know, but I know all this already. <laughs> Why am I reading a book? of things yeah. that I know. And so I didn't actually get all the way through it. But then, of course, I told Twitter that I did and that it was incredible. <laughs> because yeah. that's what you did, you know. You yeah, but
5: Dawkins, Dawkins tells stories really well. Like, the selfish gene is is a fucking work of art. To explain that, that level of biology mm. in, in that way is fucking genius, undoubtedly. Mm. But he also tweets stuff like, I got oh. called a cum dungeon. <laughs> well, <laughs> so...
4: He's versatile, if nothing else. You know
0: what is a work of art is his tweet about thinking about dogs sixty ing
4: Oh, yeah. I. Uh, I don't. I don't even on that. I just. I. I don't even. I can't process it.
0: <laughs> no, it's a literal work of art. Like someone took that tweet and did a water, a beautiful watercolor painting of Dawkins yeah. with like two dogs inside his head sixty ing
4: <laughs>
5: yeah that's great
0: is it is it great I don't think it
4: is
5: <laughs> yeah but that's what the internet's for though and, well, yeah, and, like, and I, like and I think people who spend like, inordinate amounts of time and obviously we're all doing that at the moment but like when you're when your focus is that you have to realize that that's not the real world and you have to take a break from it like as real as it feels it's not and obviously you're talking to real people but you're not talking to them in, in in a real context you're not sat opposite them you're not looking in their eyes like like you can say stuff that you wouldn't ordinarily say to them
4: where they um, where they will do things like post what your logical fallacy is <laughs> like, yeah i saying that to somebody in a pub mm.
0: it's like it high school debate oh it's, it's kids cool.
5: Yeah, yeah, but like, like at high school and at university, it's cool because that's what it's there for, isn't it? Yeah, it's to learn how to how to converse with people, how to get your point across, and like, but but for everything, else, debate is pretty much fucking useless. Mm-hmm. Like, like in, in in a real scientific context, like in most situations, debate is fucking useless. Well, like mm-hmm. it's endless,
0: like, firstly, like, because like, and,
5: yeah, and, 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 and the, yeah, because there has to be a fucking winner. But, but even th- there are some no matter questions how that don't many have an times
0: you you know end the conversation about racism being bad or white nationalism being bad, yeah. someone wants to restart it, and these you know IDWers and rational atheists want to always yeah. endlessly entertain that conversation. It's like but we're done at some point we're done with traditional gender roles with why women should have babies we've ended all those conversations but these guys are just repackaging them and bringing them back and pretending like they're the first ones to have these daring conversations and um yeah in terms of this COVID-19 takes like it's it's strange how just like their atheism always morphs into bigotry, and for me, when I came to the atheist scene, you guys were actually, you know, some of the first accounts that I came across on when I started Twitter, and uh, I really enjoyed following you. And you used to write these like short uh, Twitter character limit like atheist plays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Right. That was
5: fun when it was one forty. Yeah, and and I stopped doing them because I kept because I ran out.
0: Yeah. There's only so many the, 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 yeah,
5: there are only so many fucking conversations you can have on the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah, but how does the, people continue limit? the same shit repetitively for like five years? God is not real. People who believe in him are like children who believe in Santa Claus. Religion oh. is bad.
5: Yeah, Islam is um, not Prayer isn't.
4: doesn't. Prayer doesn't work. Yeah, you say you pray for me. It's like being punched in my aura. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like cool man. Like and and like I'm I'm glad there are those accounts out there. And like and like I don't need them anymore. But I'm glad that when people need them, they can go and they can like they can see that. Like, not everybody's fucking religious and all that. Like, so I've got no problem with the accounts existing. What I do have a problem with is their fucking sort of, like, of, like complete aversion to the left wing and, like, sort of hospitality to the uh, the right wing. Mm-hmm. Like, they, 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 they shout and scream at the left wing for being in hysterics. But the right wing are doing a lot of things at the moment that mean the left wing should be in hysterics. <laughs> uh, they are, like, like, if you look at Trump's government, if you look at Boris's government, there are, like, examples of real fake news where the government have lied or where the president has lied. And these, these brain trust guys, they don't care. It's not on their radar to care. They wait for Boris Johnson to come out and say something. They wait for Trump to come out and say something. They find the good bit in what they said, and They say it, and they go, brilliant. That's it. Great job.
4: I think it's really Bye. interesting because when I, when I go back and think about you know, the, sort of the, the group of us that were quite active in the atheist Twitter sphere back in 2013, mm. 2014, it really feels like people have kind of gone in three separate directions. Yeah. So you know, some of us have kind of just gotten out of it completely, and and really fallen hard into the left, and into the into the category that we used to sort of laugh at and call social justice yeah. warriors, which is really funny looking back on the fact that we thought that was oh, a yeah, hilarious definitely definitely. term. Yeah, I was
5: because,
4: horrible. Yeah, we we all were. We we all thought it was absolutely ridiculous. And all oh, the social justice warriors, ah, oh, what are they? You know what they're doing? They're they're trying
0: to protect people.
6: Yeah.
0: Who, who well, are, this is what gets me: is that like. Everyone in their own way is a kind of social justice warrior, right? Fighting for whatever they think is justice. So, like, atheists, the atheist community, like, getting so mad at every little thing or, like, at Nike releasing, like, a breathable hijab or whatever... Which yeah. is just capitalism. Exactly. Um, that's their idea of social justice. So they're SJWs too. And like at the time it just didn't seem as sinister. Like it seemed like a bunch of yeah. um I guess people, you know, left ish that were just criticizing a segment yeah. of the left. Now it's become a whole different dynamic where mm-hmm. it's become like people that are defending Nazis on Tuesdays yeah. and Thursdays. Yeah. Uh, are, like, shitting on the left with really bad intentions, you know? Yeah. While the world is falling apart, they want to punch left and they want to embrace the right.
4: Yeah, and I think that's the thing that, so that we've had this, this group that have all sort of gone to the left and become the social justice warriors that we used to laugh at. And then this other side, which have just sort of, they probably would never admit to being right-wing, but they're they're right-wing supportive in the way that they speak because they're so anti- social justice warrior. So, you know, some of the bigger accounts, I'm sure you can think of Mm -hmm. some of them that are that way. They just won't admit Um, it, but they are pretty right wing. They never admit it. They, They will claim to be left wing, but they're very, very sympathetic to a lot of things on the right. And they, you know, they, they act as though they're getting a fair picture of what's going on, but you'll never see them criticize things that really should be criticized. Um, Because a lot of their followers are right-wingers. And if they do that, they're going to lose their following.
0: And that's, you know, that's not acceptable, obviously. That's the IDW grift in a nutshell, you know. Claim that you're liberal. Claim that you're of the left. That your biases lie with the left. But you are just so rational that you rise above that. And you're able to criticize your own team while bending over backwards to um, defend the right basically
4: and it's really funny because the odd time that that those particular accounts actually do say something even mildly critical of the right if you read the replies they get it's incredibly clear what side their followers are on because that's the only time that they'll get taken to task is if they even mildly yeah but guys guys, guys guys
5: guys they can't help who follows them Like they can't help these things. (laughs) Excuse me, Uh excuse me. These these are innocent. These are innocent content creators that you're trying to besmirch. Uh They can't help if they they can't help if they've got forty thousand right wing followers. It's just how Twitter works. Sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. Yeah, it's got nothing to do with being left wing or right wing. It wouldn't. Sometimes, sometimes forty thousand right wing accounts follow you. (laughs) It
0: happens. I mean, it could happen to me. You never know. I
5: mean, it's, yeah.
0: uh, who can say? <laughs> so, have you seen some of these like uh, COVID related atheist takes, like Bill Maher out there going, Yeah. Oh, you know, it's not bigoted to call it the Chinese virus. And Ugh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're just big yeah. PC snowflakes because. And then he incorrectly says, You know, we have the Spanish flute, which you know, wasn't from Spain, and then he names a bunch of other things. Yeah. And... Well, here's the thing about that. Yeah. So the, they've, they've changed the way that they
4: they name these viruses quite recently, actually, like mm-hmm. in, the, in the 2000s. They used to call them according to where they were isolated, mm-hmm. and then they realized that actually isn't helpful in any way. It's not descriptive. It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you anything about the virus, so... Why don't we name them according to what they actually are? That's more useful. And that's the reason why it's called COVID-19 mm-hmm. and not, you know, the Chinese coronavirus, because it's just, it's, that's not how they do the nomenclature anymore. It's it's not a conspiracy. That's, that's
0: just science. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Well, things Sorry change. Things evolve. People learn from their, Imagine. you know, And I thought that the atheist scene was like pro this, not always like saying, oh, but you know, in 2000 and whatever, you used to name things like this. Yeah, but... People have changed yeah. and evolved, and yeah, so, we encourage that, right?
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like for me personally, in like 2013, 2014, when like Islamophobia started being used as a word a lot on the internet, I know it came around a long time before that, but when I first yeah. had experience of it, the way I thought, like obviously everyone does that, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of, like there's loads of stuff in Islam that's scary. Yeah. Because you make, like what you do is you make Islam unique, you make yeah. it unique and not like the other religions it's different it's different because they've got takia they've got takia and they can lie <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 guys you have to be serious like like and 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 that is the that is the thing you need to click yourself out of and like i i i found it easier when i heard i think it was bernie sanders talking about he was talking about global warming being one of the key causes of terrorism. And I was like, Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? You wet <laughs> yeah. And like, I went in, I like, did the research and, and like, and obviously like, it's not like, Oh, that, uh, the river's dried up. Let's go and bomb the West. Like, like it's, it's much more complex than that. And it's like, if your village starves and they're under a certain like warlord and you're this religion and blah, 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 like all of these things have a, profound effect and, and and they only have an effect together mm-hmm. they can't have an effect apart but like, you can't just be like Islamed into being a terrorist like but like, there has to be something else with it there has to be yeah. like right-wing conservatism the, yeah. like like wasn't so, it bill so nye like, yeah so like islam isn't unique and like and that's the thing most people don't realize and when you go in like if you read letter to a christian nation if you read god delusion you read Hitchin's—I uh, can't remember what his one was called—but if, if you read them, they're very specific about how Islam is the threat, mm-hmm. and and I think that's a bit like, well, yeah, that is false. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, foreign policy like we've had for the last forty years. Global like ignoring global warming like we've done for the last forty years, and letting sort of pockets of conservative religious people pop up in areas that we're not necessarily in control of. Uh, that's that's what causes terrorism. Like, like in a nutshell, like, uh, but even that's not a good enough description of what causes terrorism. Okay. But these people, they they really want you to think that Islam's the key. Mm-hmm. And it isn't. It, yep. it, it, it like, yeah, and it just isn't. And that doesn't mean that I don't oppose parts of Islam. Mm-hmm. There are parts of it that I, I find abhorrent, but there are parts of Christianity, there are mm-hmm. parts of Catholicism, yep. there are acts of Catholics, acts of, acts of Christians, acts of Muslims that I find abhorrent. But I don't think I don't think their religion may, is a is a unique identifier in their behavior. Mm.
4: Well, I think that's, that's the thing that, that's quite astounding. I find in this atheism community, um, obviously not true for everybody, but you see it a lot that these people boil these incredibly complex themes down yeah. to the absolute most simplistic level. Yeah, where Islam is bad, Islam causes terrorism. The end. Like there's there's no conversation about actual facts about what causes terrorism it's just islam it's got to be the religion there's no other answer yeah and it's just it's
0: incredibly simplistic and these people don't see it which i find astounding it's very like fundamentalist almost in a way it literalist is. you know yeah yeah and it's so frustrating for me as an ex-muslim to always be put on the defensive about islam like i can't even explain to you how frustrating that is like I do not want to always be like, no, no, please talk more sensibly about Islam. Sometimes I just want to be, you know, angry at the religion I left behind as well. But it feels like there's no grown-ups in the conversation. So you (laughs) have to step in and be like, no, this is ridiculous. You can't be like uh, comparing Muslims not in Mecca these days because of, of COVID to... Uh, you know, a virus that has been killed off by an antibacterial or something, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. These takes are horrific and yeah. dangerous.
4: Yeah, and yeah. I yeah. felt I felt that way a lot about, I mean, <laughs> not to the same extent, because I mean, I was, if anyone had followed me previously, probably knows I, I was a, a Christian and like a, a very devout Christian mm. through my teenage years. Um, so I, I know quite a lot about Christianity. I have a lot of family that are Christian still, practicing Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've felt that way as well, coming out of the atheist realm and into this whatever I'm in now, where, you know, you see people going on and on about, oh, prayer doesn't work. People who pray are idiots. What do they think they're achieving? And just, you know, going on and on. And I think, well, I mean, for goodness sake, I've got a 90-year-old grandmother who. Praise, mm-hmm. and it brings her some form of comfort. She's not hurting anybody. You mean so you're like, not
0: owning your ninety year old grandmother all the time? Well. Like. <laughs> <Guess> <laughs> what, <grandma?
4: laughs> Prayer is for suckers. Yeah, no, no. Turns out I don't do that, um, and I just, I just push her over
5: me. when she's praying.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God didn't save you. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. <Right? laughs> just like I, I, just, I just can't like I can't with these people because it's, it's just so one track, single minded. There's just, there's no room for. For anything that isn't prayer, doesn't work. Islam is bad. Christianity is bad. That—that's—that's that's the conversation. That's all it is. There's no depth to it, and over it's just and over, it's, and it's, over and over and over again. It's just, it's repetitive, and it's repetitive, and boring, and sa- and simple. There's there's no depth, which makes it incredible that people are still doing the same things. What are we like eight years later? Yeah, seven, like, eight years
0: later. I, I feel like I, to some extent, understand it. Uh, for the people that are just like leaving religion right yes. maybe they need this sort of catharsis like this sort of angry uh mm-hmm. very vocal and sometimes asholic atheism but i don't mm-hmm. understand the people that continue on for years yeah, and years forever, like- and years and i think that that was sort of the third the
4: third way that i feel like we've all gone we've, we've got the ones who went social justice warrior way the ones who went you know right wing sort of leaning and supportive way and then the ones that are just exactly the same as they were eight years ago doing exactly the same things having the exact same conversations 20 times a day and I just think like I, I as much as I disagree with the ones who are being supportive of of these horrible right wing takes the one I can't understand are the ones that are still doing this arguing with
0: fundamentalist christians on twitter the atheist memes where there's like a picture of a sunrise and some atheist oh, quote I or just, something okay i can't <laughs> or like michael sherlock tweeting the 50th picture of himself in a row with one of his michael lame- sherlock
5: is my absolute fucking favorite <laughs> i love him I, I think i think he's a treasure i think he should be knighted Oh my God. Um, I, I, I think he should get honorary doctorates from like Harvard, <laughs> uh, Oxford, all of the FUDs. I, I, he's just marvelous. Who's the other one? Is it uh, Bogosia?
0: Oh,
5: yeah. He's also. Oh, it... I can't. Nope. Fucking Another fucking He's gone bring up gone.
4: any of their names i can't i cannot i I will exit this conversation i
5: love them <laughs> i love them because i know i know i know i know i know for a fact that every single one of those uh like conventions they all sort of like have a weird party after where people are like drinking scotch that they don't quite like <laughs> and then there might be like one person with coke and like i just i'd, I'd love to be at that party oh. like and 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 just like, you know like all like all the like the short guys wearing like blazers and jeans and <laughs> like, I I like honestly I could fucking draw that party for you
0: where they're like, like talking to endlessly about how God isn't real and everyone's praising yeah. them over and over again wow wow you yeah what like, like a there's a really word. hot
5: girl in the corner saying the N word and they're all like clapping <laughs> <and it's> like
0: <laughs> oh my god. yeah that party
4: would just be like what cringe would be like if it was a person just in that party
0: so as as you were saying mel there's like these three sections that people have sort of divided into but i feel like there's a massive overlap between the repetitive atheist memers and the right-wing grifters Mm -hmm. and some of them are like the same people so it's like what i'm interested in is how Does this kind of atheism specifically transform into right-wing politics on all these topics that are not related to religion? I have a theory. Why does someone so... So hardcore atheists then become like um, anti-minority in every way, anti-diversity, and like a defender of Trump, like, you know, in a roundabout way, not in the obvious way, because that's just for, you know, the low IQ (laughs) uh, people. These guys are just so intelligent, they won't just openly defend Trump. So yeah, how does Bill Mara go to defending calling it the Chinese virus Sam Harris quote tweeting that and saying it's perfect and then they try to conflate it with like uh you know oh if you're not going to call it the Chinese virus that means you're being so politically correct you won't criticize the Chinese government and it's like what the fuck is happening no no
5: no no. like like for me like my my theory about why they always end up on the right wing is I think the internet is like its sole purpose was to connect people there are some people that shouldn't be fucking connected <laughs> and those people are fucking like right wing fundamentalists and they're the people that have benefited the most from the internet. But like, you can see it in the governments that we've got in the West currently, like, like they are very firmly right wing governments. Like, but how and, like, does that bleed
0: into it, online atheism?
5: Because that's all that's on fucking like. The most people like, like, like I find like Facebook, like, I deleted Facebook in 2016, I think. Because of Britain First, mm. because there were a million people following it.
0: Yeah, and they share these cute pet videos but, sometimes. It's Britain
5: First, yeah. Britain. It's Britain First, and the people from Britain First, like you can hear interviews with them. They are not clever people. Yeah, got on Facebook, and they were provided with a platform to connect millions of fascists, and like, and that is what Facebook and what Twitter and all of these things has enabled people to do. And like I- I've watched this speech recently by Sacha Baron Cohen.
0: Yeah.
5: And he, uh, and he compares Mark Zuckerberg to like a coffee shop owner. Like, like he's saying that the guy sat in the coffee shop, like shouting the N word can stay. Mm. Like, and yeah. really it's, it's, it's up to him, but like, he says it's all about free speech and whatever. He's not banning people from the internet. He's banning people from his website.
0: Yeah,
5: like and and I I I think the left wing have been sort of fooled by this whole sort of like free speech thing and blah blah blah. We should let people do this and let people do that. And you could see it really clearly when that Candankula thing happened. And he had oh, people God, like Stephen yeah. Fry. Stephen Fry comes out and Stephen oh, Fry. You would yeah. hope he's left wing. You would hope, but he's also like, been
0: like. On on the same side as Jordan Peterson in a debate here, defending some kind of weird
5: centric shit. But these are people that don't live in the real world. Like Stephen Fry's Jewish for fuck's sake. Don't don't go to bat for a Nazi. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm saying. (laughs) All I'm saying. As as a Jew, don't go to bat for a Nazi. Well, they would argue that he's not a a Nazi,
0: right? They would say he's just (laughs) making a joke. And yeah, yeah, cool. Sure, it's Great a joke. Bad joke. Yeah, but like, but look,
5: look, look, look. I've I've got no problem with him making jokes on the internet. I didn't find it very funny. I don't think he no, should be sued. Terrible. Whatever. Cool. Done. Like that's it. I I I don't need to go out and support him. I don't need to like write an article. I don't need to compare him to fucking civil rights heroes. Like he's a bloke who made a fucking horrible racist joke on the internet. Loads of people didn't find it funny. Other people found it funny that they didn't find it funny. And it went to fucking court, and it all got out of control. And we missed by the end of fucking Brexit because like, that's all these things are like they're just like distraction pieces for us to they're go mad over. Wars, when that. when things like Dankula come into your newsfeed, just fuck it off, mute him, ignore mm-hmm. him. He's like he's, he's, he's just a punk. Like in five years, he'll be gone. He'll be gone. He'll be forgotten about. And it's the same. It, it works the same for like Milo and people like that. When you when you do that, when you when you bait people. When you go out and, and you purposely do it, eventually people go. Do you know what, man? You're just a bit of a prick, aren't you? And the money dries up, mm-hmm. and, I, and 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 that's what, and that's the power you have from no platforming. Milo, Milo, whatever his fucking name is, should not be speaking in any university on the planet. And that is that is that is my opinion. But I think it's an opinion everyone should hold. Mm. Like he, he's not qualified. Right yeah. now, he's not qualified. Talk to me in five years. Tell Plus me what he's, he's done endangered. in the five years between. He's
0: endangered students before, like yeah, he's them and things it's like scum. that. So he's.
5: Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's left wing because <laughs> he's gay. Oh, oh that's yeah, right.
0: <laughs> According to the uh, most rational people yeah. in the scene, we
5: drove him away. We, the left drove him away. Him and Ruvid
0: <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely get out. <laughs> I was just reading Ruben's book, um, and in there there's a part where he talks about um, how he, when he came out just before nine eleven, I think hours before, he actually yeah, thought God. that him coming out caused nine eleven.
4: Imagine yeah, having I an ego that big. Imagine. Yeah.
0: But the, this, to yeah. me, just shows that even years and years and years ago almost 2 decades ago he was not at all of the left he sounds like a fundy mm. but yeah so you know um i guess you're right in the sense that the increased connectivity allows for all these people to uh, roll around in the same shit um but also i feel like how it bleeds into the online atheist scene is from their criticisms of minority communities mm-hmm. like not careful criticisms not well yeah, thought out yeah, yeah. like you know when when it comes to islam and judaism we have some horrific takes the guy who runs one of the largest uh atheist uh websites atheist republic he has some horrific he takes. is horrible he Ugh. is so yeah, bad yeah that dude's weird He's uh, tweeted stuff like, uh, I think more people have been tortured by circumcision or because of the Jewish doctrine um, than have been Jesus. tortured by Nazism. Well not Jesus. Okay. And uh, <laughs> you know, Judaism is worse than Nazism. <laughs> Um, yeah yeah
5: like like for me they're they're perfect sort of like crazy internet takes and that is why you shouldn't take the internet seriously
0: it's a specific part of the internet though
5: anybody who legitimizes them in any way is is bad like i I don't want to be involved with anyone who legitimizes an argument like that right but you see i legitimize like like, i mean entertain like like, for me like if, if someone's racist you just shut the conversation down you shut the conversation down and you fucking leave it Uh, because that's what i do in real life
0: but these people have massive platforms they are given credibility by the biggest voices uh, in the atheist community you know sam has worked with them or retweeted him i'm sure dawkins has loads of people give them credibility they uh When it comes to ex-Muslims, you know, Armin is an ex-Muslim, and then he has, uh, you know, connections with some of the more moderate and centrist-seeming ex-Muslims, and they will never, ever criticize him. They'll defend him all the time, but they're known as the moderates, and they have really big platforms. They do speaking gigs. They have... Uh, book deals and stuff like that. So they have some kind of like mainstream cred where an outside person is like, oh, you know, this person wrote a pretty reasonable book. They're not an extremist. Let me follow them. But then they're defending extreme positions and extreme people like this uh, who say things like, you know, Islam is worse than Nazism. Judaism is worse than Nazism. More people have been tortured because of Judaism than Nazism. And so it just i don't know it spreads I, I yeah
5: yeah yeah it's 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 just that it's valuable and and the people that own the biggest platforms don't care they don't give well, a fuck like I, I and think that sounds really... really reductionist but they don't like they just they just don't care that no, it's you not can be radicalized that they don't on their website
0: they care and they support the fact that these angry horrific stupid far right ex Muslims are just shitting on Islam, so it doesn't matter what else they're saying, they will embrace them, you know Yeah. well, and I think it's a, they they but they do all that under the guise of being
4: incredibly rational and incredibly fair, like you know we're we're inviting. Yeah. People from every side to share their opinions because we're yeah. we can rise above the the you know the intolerance and and we can we can have these difficult conversations. Yeah, when really there are some conversations you you just should not be having anymore. No, I but mean, they you, don't yeah. even they
0: don't even call these guys intolerant. The intolerant people are the ones who criticize these guys. Of course, yeah, because free yeah. speech is what we need to be championing, of course, and at all and, costs. Exactly, at all.
4: Yeah, free speech
5: is always being curtailed.
0: Also, Islam criticism at all costs, whether that is, uh, you know, allying with Breitbart or whatever. Do it with the far right. That's fine. Like, we have this Canadian uh, guy called Tarek Fatah. I don't know if you know him.
5: Yeah, I've seen him.
0: Um, He's horrific as well. Yeah, he's horrendous. uh, He's tweeting it now because he has just one grift and everyone is talking about the pandemic these days. There's certain people that have started to try to shove Islam into this, right? So he's tweeting images saying the other virus, Islamic terrorism. Don't forget yeah. about yeah, that. Yeah, well, we
5: got, yeah, we got that in our first couple of weeks of lockdown. There was loads of stuff going on Facebook saying all the mosques were open and stuff like that.
0: Right. There was an article on how the far right was saying that.
5: But yeah. like in like like round by me, you can't really do it because like everyone sort of lives on top of each other. So you can just put your head out the window and like and see. Yeah.
6: Like
5: and like and nobody's out. Like yeah. in, like, like, like nobody's at mosques, nobody's at churches. People are queuing up for shops. Like it's all bullshit. They've got yeah. pictures of packed mosques. They've gone onto Google and they've they've typed packed mosque, and they've yeah. gone oh look at look at look at the Muslims. They don't give a fuck, do they? And yeah. uh, there was also stuff about Asian families living in bigger groups because they do. Like, so my, like, most of my mates live with their mom, dad, Mm -hmm. uh, and grandma, granddad, and maybe an auntie or two and some cousins, Mm -hmm. but in a bigger house, Mm -hmm. like, and, and that was, that was being used as like, oh, well, if you live in bigger households, you're more likely to spread the virus, blah, blah, blah. And what are they supposed
0: to do? Move out of their houses? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. Like, I
4: mean, there's, there's there's a difference though. I mean, there's a difference between, between Addressing or 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 you know pinpointing a reason why a virus might be spreading and blaming mm. yeah. those people for the spread of the virus and that's what they're doing they're blaming those people rather than just recognizing that there are factors that contribute which is a very different thing
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean blaming a community and generalizing in the first place that is uh, wrong and then yeah
5: but it's sort of part of that course isn't it it's for sure
0: yeah. and then there's there's these word conflations right there's these words that they're using like armin again who also uses chinese virus retweets these things saying what's worse uh islamavirus or coronavirus oh god it's, it's just yeah. so exhausting it's so yeah. repetitive so exhausting and then they also, ha- you know, he also has a history of tweeting um, from that Atheist Republic account, massive account. This image of Mecca being empty mm. and uh, oh, half the of it being one. full, yeah. with a, like a picture of Dettol disinfectant, like saying, "Oh, yeah. look at this," you know, yeah. yeah, you know, just implying all kinds of Nazi shit. But then when you say it, no, I wasn't saying that.
5: No, they were joking.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah
5: of course, they were just selling jokes.
4: And then well, I, just, I think the, the funny and the worst thing about all of this is that, you know, half of the online Twitter atheist community who sees that and their immediate reaction is to laugh, they just they, they aren't, they, they don't think it through enough to realize how bad it is. They're just like, oh, haha, they're making yeah. fun of Islam. Let's retweet that. Because they don't think about anything apart from how can we laugh at these religions because they're so ridiculous. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just like the one track mind.
0: But what is the point? Of atheism that isn't trying to make the world a better place. Like for me, that was always the thing that started me uh, examining my ideas about religion and leaving religion is that, you know, I didn't agree with it and it seemed like some really old ideas that just don't work today. And yeah. um, I, you know, found a lot of things problematic. Now, some of that being treatment of minorities and women and things like that. Now, if you're going to go right back to that in being, you know, a garbage MRA, anti-feminist mm-hmm. person, or yeah. like shitting on, you know, religious minorities like Muslims in the West, what is the point of your atheism? Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's like, for me, like, all, all religions should be personal, and that includes, like, lack of religion, like... Like have your year on the internet doing all your jokes about fundies and whatever. But from then on, I fucking keep it to yourself. I, I don't care what you believe in. I really don't mm-hmm. like, but these people in, it, it needs to be the focus. It has to be the focus every single day because that's the life they're choosing to live. They're not choosing to live the life that's outside. They're choosing to live the life that's online where mm-hmm. everything can be, everything can be done with big ideas and everything has an answer. Right. And we're right. And they're wrong. Mm-hmm. and, yeah. well, I think like, that that's and again think. And, and and that gives you power and like power is so important for all of these dynamics especially like for like race and um and gender and sexuality but power plays such a massive role in it and they never ever think about it like they don't think about for example um what it's like to be a minority in a country
2: mm-hmm.
5: so like most of them are white in in white countries like and mm-hmm. and they never frame anything from being like a black guy or a black woman in one of those countries it's always framed from their perspective yeah. but what about us
0: or their their favorite token. and
5: all of these societies, no matter how you look at it, they are weighted towards white people like and I 'm not saying that we live in like extreme white supremacist governments and stuff like that, but a lot of our institutions were created when we thought that brown people weren't our, our sort of peers and like, like, mm-hmm. and like all of these institutions, they haven't had reforms, they haven't gone oh hold on guys, should we ever talk about all the racist policies we've got and get rid of them? They haven't done that. They've yes. adapted through the years and these institutions still exist and they make the country unfair and they won't acknowledge that. And this is all stuff that's at the universities which is probably why they hate the universities but people have studied it and like you can see how unfair societies, we mm-hmm. know about privilege. Like it's it, it, like this is all simple stuff to understand. You can learn it in like three months. Like you just have to make an effort. You've got to read books that you wouldn't ordinarily read. You have to listen to people that you've been told are wrong for like three or four years. Mm-hmm. Like, and, it, like, the interesting
4: and, thing about that, though, is I mean, if you look at this this online community, they will be the first to claim that atheists are more moral.
6: Mm-hmm. You know,
4: they're 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 yeah, more bullshit. intelligent. That they're they would maybe never say the words. Some of them would. Oh but yeah, that, they would. Yeah. That's the, the, the underlying you know driving force is atheism is you know morality. That's the morality focus. Mm-hmm. But they will be the last people to defend an idea like, oh, or to, to to defend you know the trans community for example. They're, yeah, yeah, the there's nowhere near people. that in that atheism atheist community that it's incredible mm-hmm. it's absolutely incredible or you know things like white privilege yeah but
5: ricky's advice Ricky is helping all that transphobic well, shit because he had that flight he, he's got transphobic shit in his new show that from yeah. what i've heard he yeah had in i last, can't, um, in his last I, I would, show
4: i would like you to not mention his name again thank you yeah <laughs> um, because that is how much i dislike that man why are you offended uh, Oh Yeah. You know, if I had a pound for every person I offended. <laughs> oh wait, I do. <laughs> oh my God, like it's like one of his three jokes. Yeah. Oh my God. I think I think it's just really it's interesting and just sort of mind boggling that these people will on one hand say, "Oh, atheism, you know, because we don't believe in gods and all these horrible barbaric practices, we are morally upstanding citizens. Mm-hmm. We're intelligent. We're, you know, we're more refined people." But then on the <laughs> other hand, they'll they'll look at something like you know white privilege and say, "Nah, that's not real."
5: yeah yeah. Just like, yeah but it's, it's so cult- similar to like white supremacy and the thoughts they have like do you not notice that like yeah. like the the, the uh, like that air of superiority
2: yeah
5: Like that's what you need that's what you need to sort of create that sort of cult-like area where people won't get questioned and like these environments are similar because they're, they're full of the same fucking people well yeah like <laughs>
4: I think that's why so many of us decided that we couldn't be part of it anymore because, I mean, you're turning around to people that, yeah, you had some funny jokes with who are now defending anti trans rhetoric. Yeah,
5: yeah. surely there has to be some sort of self awareness has to come along eventually, whether it's at the end of like a big drinking binge or whatever. But, like, there has to be a point where you look (laughs) around, you look around, and you look at the company you keep. Like, because I was looking around in like 2015, 2016, during all the Brexit stuff. And I was looking at all, like, the bullshit opinions coming out, like, and, and I was just like, ugh, like, that's completely, completely against what I believe. Because I'm like, very sort of, like, globalist. Like, I, I, I think the world should be getting smaller, not bigger. <laughs> like, the, like, the barriers should be coming down rather than up. Like, and, I, like, and I've, I've, I've always felt that way, and I still feel that way even after four years of all this Brexit shit. But, like, like but these people, they just seem to want to go with the status quo. they didn't want to find new ideas white men (laughs) white men
4: love the status quo because it it
5: benefits yeah because it supports them yeah but also at the same time like i'd imagine none of these people would know that the worst performing children in british schools are white working class Mm -hmm. kids yeah like so boys and girls not not just boys boys and girls so Mm -hmm. like and like so they're the people that are growing up and having these opinions
4: yeah, well, yeah. So they're the worst
5: educated <laughs> yeah. and they are the most of society.
3: Yeah.
5: And and that needs addressing majorly. And none of them care. None of them have tweeted about education since uh, that Muslim school by us. Oh. Um, they were teaching about gay relationships and the, and they went up protesting. That was the last time any of them said anything about education for us.
4: Education, is if, if it is somehow impacting on atheism. Oh, well, they want, they want to teach religious yeah. studies class in a, in a school while well, we can't. Yeah. About yeah, 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 yeah. The whole yes. education matters. Or
0: if, you know, uh, there are immigrants and minorities protesting like uh, there being an LGBTQ inclusive yeah. curriculum or something, then, oh, yeah, yeah definitely.
2: Yeah. That's a
0: great it. day. Great day. <laughs> when it comes to Ben Shapiro being a homophobe, we have to accept that it's part of his religion to be a homophobe. Yeah. People have different opinions, you know? I mean, Dave Rubin wrote that in his book, and he complains about Muslim homophobia all the time. Mm. So, you know, (laughs) I don't understand. It's incredible, (laughs) the the mental gymnastics sometimes. Yeah, (laughs) this is the same kind of mental gymnastics that we'd laugh about with, like, you know, people that defended bad scripture verses. Yeah, absolutely. Here's uh, James Lindsay. There was, like, one uh, person who tweeted (laughs) about, um, yeah, another genius.
5: Um, no. <laughs> he's a, he's another one of my old. Oh, to I just to can't. Oh, he's just the best. He is the worst. I'd love to do like press ups with him, wasn't it? would just be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! You should
0: do um, workouts with uh, Begoshin actually, because he tweeted that male feminists have a terrible body habitus or something stupid like that. I don't, I don't know why. Like real intellectual argument there. Yeah, but, but these
5: are the guys that will also go to the gym for like a year, get super yoked, and then realize that women still don't like them. Like, <laughs> like, it's they're, they're,
4: just, they're, it's actually you. It's not how you look, it's Yeah,
5: you. yeah, yeah. I've got nothing to learn from these fucking guys on the all-beef diet, like, taking brain pills. <laughs> like, you can, um, like, get fucked.
0: But yeah, they're so upset about, you know, snowflakes getting outraged about everything. Someone just tweeted about how they had lupus and uh, the coronavirus was killing black people disproportionately. Yeah. And Trump put lupus patients who are disproportionately black women at a higher risk, I think because he recommended uh, some medication and now Mm -hmm. those stocks were low, something like that. So James Lindsay tweets, disproportionately doesn't imply bigotry. Getting impact and intent backwards is as sure a way to wreck oneself as getting correlation and causation
5: confused. This guy talks absolute shite, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, <Yeah.
4: laughs> <It's> like <laughs> it's just it's just words. It's just words, and you, you may as well just put a bunch of words in a random order and hit tweet because I think that it's yes. actually what he does
0: sometimes. <laughs> um, but when it comes to the disproportionately part, see, so like James Lindsay and the, all these guys, they want like. Um, if it's something that's going to be proven to be racist, it has to cross the highest, highest bar, right? Like if it's not a guy in a hood, a KKK hood saying, this is my racism and here it is, uh, then it's not racism. Things that are systemically uh, disproportionately impacting vulnerable minority communities, that is just, they don't understand that to be uh, bigotry. And that is what's so frustrating.
5: They like they go on like an accusation of racism is uh, like a like a career ender, and it isn't. Like, no,
0: no, not at all. It's a career starter in some
5: circles. <laughs> like, like the, There are no legal ramifications to being racist unless you unless you are very people. fucking okay. specific. Like you have to be so specific, like in in like a racism case to get done. Like. There is no, like, there's no punishment for it. No. So pretending that there is just—I
4: mean, it was like that—that um, that video clip that came out. Um, what was it Chris Rock and Jerry Seinfeld, Ricky Gervais, and yeah, and
5: Louis C.K. K, yeah, Louis C.K. Yeah, when they were yeah. dropping, yeah, just just white people should never say it.
4: Yeah. It's pretty Ever. easy. It's really simple. Like, it's really, really easy to not say it. Like, I mean, look at the three of us right now. Not saying She's
0: it.
5: Not saying it. It's really easy. Also, also N bomb has the exact same amount of syllables. So just say N bomb. <laughs> it's true.
4: Yeah. But, I mean, I find that incredible. I mean, if if, if these men can sit around and, and use those racial slurs and laugh like giddy schoolgirls about yeah, it. Yeah, really And about funny. The fact that they're doing it. And people just say, oh, wow, well, you know, he It's just jokes, isn't it? It's not a big deal. That was just a joke. Look, well, they had a black guy in the room. It's fine. Yeah,
5: yeah.
4: I mean, they can get away with anything, can't they?
5: Yeah
0: just going to sneak in here to play another clip for you because this reminded me, it's not a COVID specific bad take from Atheist World, but a generally bad take from Prophet Sam Harris. And uh, when Mel said that they can get away with anything, I thought this would be a good clip to demonstrate that. And oh my non-existent God, when I went back to listen, it was way more horrific a take than I remembered. This is about the whole Liam Neeson thing. So first, here's what Liam Neeson said.
1: She told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down areas with a kosh. Hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him.
0: So keep in mind, his first question to his friend after, did she know who it was, was what color were they? And now? Here's Joe Rogan and Sam Harris discussing what Liam Neeson said and people's reaction to it.
6: So the Liam Neeson thing, and, you know, forgive me if I if there's some detail that has come out that I'm not aware of, but my understanding of it is he, you know, he had a friend who was raped, and then he reported this state of mind, this murderous state of mind he was in, where he was walking around with yeah uh, he uh, he calls it a kosh i mean that's the british word for like a it's like a a small Night. metal club right um it's like a blackjack or like another term for it i think and um looking for a black guy to kill you know like just hoping someone's gonna come out of the woodwork and threaten him so that he could you know kill this guy in this act of instrumental violence because his friend had been raped by a black guy, right? So it's like any black guy will do. Now that's that's sort of like the, the extra horrific wrinkle to the story, right? Now, and he's confessing this as a kind of a symptom of transient mental illness, at least as, as far as I know. It's like he's horrified by the fact that he was in this state of mind, right? Can you imagine, like I, you know, Liam Neeson, an actor, uh, I have everything to lose, And although I don't remember at what point in his life he he said this happened, um, can you imagine that I was in this state of mind, right? And this is, as you say, an all too honest disclosure, but it is damn interesting, right? And it is the kind of thing that we should be able to talk about, right? And, And it's not, and the fact that this is becoming synonymous with racism seems just wrong, given given how he's de- he described her at least how I've I've heard this because he's saying listen if this had been an armenian guy or an italian or a japanese guy i'd be looking for one of them right i mean what 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 this was at least on his telling is the the virus of instrumental violence i mean the the, vi- the virus of like i mean this is how every blood feud ever in human history gets started it's like you like someone from your tribe killed my brother and now what I want to do is kill anyone from your tribe, right? It doesn't matter who, right? And and that's, you know, clearly as toxic as it gets, you know, ethically, but that's not racism, right? That's just, that is, we have a word for it. It's, in, it's instrumental violence. Um, but, you know, yeah, obviously he's getting totally pilloried over this, uh, but we need, we just need to figure out how to talk about how people can redeem themselves once something this unsavory is is revealed about their past, whether they reveal it or whether it's just you know found out about them.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, it is racism, though, right? Because he's specifically looking for a black guy. I mean, well, no, I, I no, understand it, that
6: it's a part of the other tribe. No, but it doesn't suggest it, that listen, he has a, a that predisposed... He, that, that he feels one way or another right. about black people. It's like, right. like if you told me... Um, Uh, Yeah, I mean, he could could have said, again, it could have been uh, an Irish guy, right? Or it could have been, I mean, well, I guess he's Irish. Is he Scottish or Irish? Um, It could have been an English guy, right? It could have been like any type, right? It's like the the, the salience of the tribe is what he was reacting to, at least in his description. I don't know why you wouldn't take him at his word given... That he didn't have to say any of this in the first place, right? I mean, like this is a, an amazingly right. honest and unnecessary disclosure, but it's. Um, and I don't think people would think of it as racism if he, if the story simply was, uh, you know, she got raped by a, a cop, and I was just hoping to go kill a cop, right? Right. You know, the same story, right? right? Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, but we're so. Trigger happy in our outrage with respect to anything like. Why that. Why do you think that is? Like, what what is going on? Because outrage seems to be more
2: in season than it's ever been in my lifetime. I don't I don't remember outrage being so uh, just such a. It's 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 recreational. Yeah.
0: Oh, those outraged SJWs have gone too far now. Canceling a guy for confessing he's had race based murderous desires in the past. Pfft. Is there nothing these snowflakes won't cancel someone over? (laughs) In seriousness, though, imagine saying about someone's desire to murder any black man, any, for the crime of someone entirely different, who just happened to be of the same race. Imagine saying that that desire is not racist. I mean, he fucking straight up asked, what color were they? He asked for the race of the person. It's bonkers to even try and take the denial angle. It's so ridiculous that someone would try to split hairs about this publicly. Sam, you know people can hear you, right? And this particular bad take, it barely even registered as far as bad Sam Harris takes go. Because that's how much racism denying and downplaying he does. That it got lost in the vast ocean of Sam Harris's racism denial takes. He is the apologist he has always been complaining about. This is some incredible racism apologetics, like mind bending, Olympic level, mental gymnastics to desperately deny that literal, race based, murderous desire is not rooted in racism. What the fuck is it with this guy that he just can't? He just can't accept anything as racism. It's so racist that even Joe Rogan had to very slightly push back, but just the once, and then he accepted it and pivoted to outraged SJWs. Always playing the hits, that guy. And there's a couple of typical Sam Harris moves here. One, set the stage for the, oh, I don't know all the details, but I'm still going to make excuses for it thing, giving him some room to backtrack if he gets criticized too hard. And two, change the entire story, switch out all the basic elements and remove race altogether and say, see, if it was this other, totally different scenario, it wouldn't be racism. See, magic. Never mind that black men raping white women has been a racist trope since forever and historically a tool of white supremacists. This whole defending the white woman's honor thing is something that has been used to hurt, murder, and lynch innocent men. And again, he literally asked, what color were they? Yeah, he may regret it and be embarrassed by it now, which is good. He should be. It's it's horrific. For him, it might be a long time ago, but when people are hearing it for the first time now... I think they're allowed to be a little upset by what they just heard, especially, you know, people that are frequent victims of racism. They could be terrified by such confessions from a famous, prominent public figure. Anywho, sorry for that interruption. I'll let you get back to the episode.
5: It's, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all a bit after. Yeah, but anyway, I've got to shoot because I'm going to go on my Zoom call.
0: Oh, yeah, your family Zoom call. All right. Yeah, I'm going to charge
5: my phone before I uh, get on it. But, yeah, um, we can do this again if you want. I can talk for hours about how shit they all are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. All right, well, uh, why don't you hop off, and I'll uh, close this off with Mel. And uh, it was nice chatting with you. Nice speaking
5: to you, too. See you both soon.
0: Bye. 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 (laughs) Yeah, so...
4: Yeah, there was actually one more thing I wanted to mention, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. No, absolutely. Um, back to this COVID-19 thing. Yeah. Um, and this is one thing that's always just it's really, really bothered me from this atheist community. And it's taking some sort of tragic event that is honestly completely unrelated to atheism, but then sort of co-opting it to push this agenda. Yeah. And it, it just, it, it just really grates on me when this happens and it's, ha- it's happening now with this. I mean, we, we've got this virus where hundreds of thousands of people are infected. You know, people are dying all around the world and you're putting out tweets like, Oh, why didn't God save these people from COVID-19? Yeah. All these people got infected in a church. Where was God? Like, wh- why are you doing this? What, what, what purpose does that serve apart from, you know, trivializing, trivializing all of these deaths just to say, oh, God isn't real.
0: And who's to say that there are, you know, no ridiculous atheists in any of these anti-lockdown protests, right? I mean, there's oh, people I'm sure from there the are <laughs> rational skeptic community that are blaming the lockdown on the left and shit already. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then Sam Harris did something similar where he took this uh, video of this woman talking about how she's covered in Jesus' blood so she's not going to get infected so she's going to go to church and he says atheism finds it's Super Bowl commercial right like this is a great advertisement for atheism because this woman yeah. haha she's so ridiculous I mean she she is a ridiculous <laughs> stupid person but you could easily cherry-pick some of these horrific nazi-esque oh muslims or viruses or muslims yep. can be cleaned out and islamavirus and shit yep. like that and say uh do you think this would work as atheism's super bowl commercial i think yeah not. exactly exactly but but they
4: would never see it that way which i find incredible for a group of people who claim to be so far superior in terms of intellect (laughs) to the religious people. It's just, I just find it incredible.
0: Yeah. They're, they're completely free of biases. They're so far above everyone Mm -hmm. else. And I think to an extent that leaves them more prone to not self correcting because if you're already feeling superior and you're already feeling kind of above everyone else, you're not really going to self reflect Mm -hmm. And how Blobfish was saying that it's very supremacist and it's reminiscent of white supremacist communities, this like air of we are superior. It's also reminiscent of a lot of people in religious communities who feel like they are above everyone else and they hold the truth. And in Mm -hmm. the atheist scene, people mock that and call it out for its supremacist nature but they don't look inward and see that actually there's a supremacist attitude here, too, where you think you're so far above everyone else.
4: Yep. It's so far ingrained into that community, though. I mean, it's it's and, and you, you can't even really be that surprised that they don't see it because they're surrounded by people who are exactly like them. They, they don't yeah. follow anybody who doesn't think like they do, who doesn't, you know, want to parrot the same things that they do. So they would just, they would never know. I mean, how would you? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and they complain about others being in an echo chamber. Well, exactly. Yeah. And um, they've done it to themselves. It's, it's incredible. And, it, and it's the same sort of fundamentalist attitude that they would, you know, completely chastise any other community for. You know, oh, the Christian fundamentalists, they all, they're all they all think the same and, you know, no one thinks for themselves. There's no free thought. Well, take a look at yourself, take a look at who you're surrounding yourself with and, and see, do you have anyone that, that speaks differently than you do? Would you even, would you for a second think about some of the things you're saying and, and, you know, decide if they're actually true? Would you actually change your opinion if you were presented with new evidence? Because they go on and on about how they would. But I think we've seen quite a lot of examples where that hasn't happened. And actually they would go, completely the other way and and you know see new evidence that doesn't support what they believe but they'll find a way to argue out of it yeah and I, I just but they don't see it though which i think is amazing
0: yep yeah. it's funny because they will show these clips of people in pakistan or muslim fundies um that are going to the mosque and you know breaking lockdown rules and they're like why do muslims behave like this and yeah. Meanwhile, there are fundies here in the West, there are anti-lockdown protests in the West, and the attitudes are just so different towards it, right? Like with Muslims, (laughs) it's always like this kind of othering. However, I will say, though, that there have been some of these IDW-type accounts that will take these opportunities to take someone that is way more racist than them, more blatantly racist than them, and call out that racism. Of course. (laughs) <laughs> but and so, you know why they do that? It's, it's so that they can, you know, in the
4: future be like, well, but look, but look, this guy was being racist and I called him out. Therefore, exactly. I am exactly. not a racist when I say these things that are very questionable.
0: Exactly. Just because I hide it better than uh, yeah. these guys. <laughs> and I call out the people who just openly state this shit. Um,
4: yeah.
0: But yeah, there's so many, like, mind games and so much dishonesty. And it's just... Yeah. I don't know why, but I've always interested in the intersection of what like why this bigotry bleeds into the online atheist scene because I came into it with such a positive view and I was yes. like, yes, I so found did I. my community and That's exactly how I felt. It's like, oh, I found my people. Like
4: we're you know, we're all the same. We we don't have this belief and and we are good people and we're working for good change and but it doesn't take long before you see that that's not true. And I I think, I, I think, you know, bloodfish had a point there that there is, there is a lot to do with this online community and, you know, you don't have to say who you are. You can say all the horrible things that you're thinking without any sort of repercussions. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it's, it's almost a form of radicalization. I mean, you yeah, use yeah. these horrible ideas and, and they sort of perpetuate in your newsfeed. And then you start to, you know, look into them a little bit more and you might, you might start from a, a sort of an okay position of you know free speech is important mm-hmm. well okay a, a lot of us believe mm-hmm. that free speech is important but there there are shades of that and and you can it can spiral to a point where you say free speech is so important that we should be allowing people to run through the streets and say gas the jews mm-hmm. you know and and there has to be a limit and i think when you get onto these online communities and you see you know, people making these impassioned speeches about how important free speech is, it it, it does tend, to, in some cases, to lead to this radicalization where you find yourself fully on side with it, where maybe had you not been engaged in this online community, you may not have been, which I think is interesting. And I think that, unfortunately, the sort of skeptic community, it, it does lead itself, the, the the angry skeptic community leads itself to a more discriminatory type of person, because if you look at them, yeah, they'll say that they criticize Christianity and and Islam in equal measure, but but they don't really do no. they. I mean, it's 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 typically the the Muslim community that they're they're most angry at. And why do you think that is? I mean, yes, they'll bring up their memes about oh well, you know, what ethnicity is a Muslim? Because look, mm. here's a white Muslim, and here's a brown Muslim, here's a black Muslim. <laughs>
0: I mean. Definitely, Islam is not ever racialized. Definitely, non-Muslims like Sikhs never get attacked.
4: This is the thing. It's just, and they, it's the same sort of thing as saying like, well, I've got a black friend, so I can't be racist. It's like, well, I'm not being racist because look, which race is it? I mean, it's just, it's such low-level thinking of you know, so one-dimensional. But if you if you look at it, you can see what they're really trying to say. I mean, the, the, the there's a reason why they're so anti-Muslim. And I think that's just because a lot of them have an ingrained discrimination and it's brought out when they have a chance to speak about it with other people. Yeah. And I just think it it just, it snowballs in that way. And that's why so many of them end up
0: on the right wing. And do you think that the anti-Muslimness is what causes their general anti-leftness or the anti-leftness has caused the anti-Muslimness?
4: I don't know. I mean, I, I think... I think it's more the anti muslimness has has formed this anti-Leftness, yeah. because what you naturally get from that, you have people who have these, you know, ingrained anti-Muslim feelings, who are starting to now, because of the platforms they have, speak about them. And they have supporters who believe the same things they do, which is, is great for them. But then they have a lot of people... Who are dissenting and saying, well, no, you can't say that. That's that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to believe and a horrible thing to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree with you. And I think that it's wrong. And you shouldn't have a platform. And that's what's driving them to say, well, who do you think you are? What you're just a social justice warrior. And I have free speech. And mm-hmm. it just it builds that sort of animosity. I think.
0: Yeah, they have this overlap with the right when it comes to shitting on Islam and Muslims, and then all these other views start to bleed in that's the other right wing bullshit the anti feminism the anti transness the anti uh sjw ness and whatever yeah. else that we see like and we even see like trump apologetics coming from uh people who claim not to support trump or like uh, uh we were talking about tokens uh earlier uh oh, people yeah. that they use as shields um We have Majid Nawaz, who did this incredible take criticizing um, Trump, which he rarely does in this way, um, for suspending all immigration to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And then he complains that this is the left's fault. It was so bizarre. Like, he goes, dear pro-lockdown lefties, fueling popular outrage to do more in terms of the lockdown (laughs) leads to this. It's just so bizarre. Like... How is the oh. lockdown, people who are advocating for like, sensible measures right now of social distancing, how are they to blame for Trump suspending all immigration to the U.S.? That's an incredible take. It really is. Yeah, and then it goes, we've already seen overzealous policing, now we see an immigration ban, and those who suffer your zeal will, as always, be poor, brackets, mostly minorities, and poor immigrants what happened to your social justice? So now this is like the fault of social justice warriors.
4: But I mean, let's think about this. I mean, they're, they're suspending immigration. They're suspending travel from everywhere. It's (laughs) everywhere. I mean, they're they're not just saying we don't want, it's not like his previous Muslim travel ban where he's saying just, you know, the Brown people, we don't want them to come in. I mean, the the travel ban is is universal. I mean, there, there are restrictions on Canadians going into the U S that it's, I mean, we're 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 talking everyone. It's 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 purely well. I mean, we can we can debate all day about whether or not it's actually an impactful measure. Yeah. Because I I'm not really convinced that it is, to yeah. be perfectly honest. But I mean, you, you you can't blame people for not who who know that the virus is spreading and who are staying down and who are supportive of lockdown to stop the spread of the virus for not coming out and saying you should be opening your borders and letting everybody in because it it may be detrimental to the spread of the virus which means why would you
0: why would that be on your shoulders i mean this may very well be trump just using this situation to put his anti-immigration stuff out there uh in stricter ways it may well be but that is just and that is just not the fault of the left right well no, it, of, it, course like, not. no of course it's like no of course i mean every,
4: uh, the vast majority of countries in europe have Travel bans at the minute. Yeah, they've yeah. got locked down borders. I mean, it's, this is not a this is not a political thing at all. It's a it's yeah. just purely to try and and prevent this infection from getting any worse than it already is. Do you ever read something and you just it's just so unbelievably ridiculous that you your brain can't decide which bit to focus on first?
0: Uh, yeah, I read. I, a, I mean, I just read Ruben's book, and I uh, yeah. I don't know <laughs> how, how you did that. I don't know how you managed to put yourself through that, but. Well done, you. I wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for uh, audio reading it to (laughs) me. Um, Um, But, yeah, there's so many garbage takes. And uh, it's indicative of, like, a deeper problem. As, you know, are the garbage uh, Me Too atheism takes, the garbage feminism atheism takes. I mean, I don't know what it takes. For some people to realize that there's a systemic bigotry problem in yeah. the online atheist scene, um, but yeah, I mean, a global pandemic is not going to do it. It's not gonna <laughs> clearly. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fueling the fire somehow. Somehow, didn't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, because it's the fault of the left. Those goddamn pro-lockdown lefties. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll take the blame for this one, guys. Don't worry. It's on me. Send me your hate mail. How no. very Canadian of you to apologize for this.
4: <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs>
0: um, I think we've said what we needed to say. There's a mm. lot of garbage out there.
4: Yeah, that's a that's a good summary. There's a <laughs> lot of garbage out there. Most of it in the atheist community. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, there's a lot of non-atheist garbage out there, but we got to yeah. call out our own garbage, right? That's yeah. what they advocate for in theist communities, why aren't they calling out their own extremists? So, you know. Here we are. This is what we're doing. Exactly. Somehow it's not acceptable to clean up your own side, as Ruben used to say. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, one thing I wanted to add, speaking of Ruben, is that he was on Fox News the other day saying things like, because um, now everyone's talking about COVID-19, this somehow proves that racism and sexism were like made up problems that progressives had. He goes, when you have a real issue to deal with, nobody cares about race and sexuality and gender. Actually, he couldn't be more wrong because Mm -hmm. the way that COVID-19 has been impacting different communities differently Mm -hmm. is of great significance right now, you know? uh, Domestic violence has increased and uh, black people are disproportionately affected. I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it's the same thing. They just they, you know, they 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 hear what they want to hear. They're
4: like, "Oh, wow, there's a big virus. That's all we're talking about." Now, well, actually no. There there are a lot of subplots <laughs> to this virus actually. And and yeah, like you said, one of the the worst things that they've been realizing is the disproportionate impact on ethnic minorities, yeah. which is a really big thing. I mean, I, I don't know if it's become such big news over on that side, but here like in England, I mean, it's it's all over the press. They're talking about it daily. know so it's yeah sure it's not there if you're if you're actively ignoring it sure sure there's no sexism we're not talking about racism or sexism or gender issues anymore because you're simply not looking at it which is fine carry on
0: oh Uh, as i was saying yeah loads of loads of garbage out there clearly we could go on for a long time yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you so much for taking the time to do this i know you've got babies to get back to and i've got uh one to get back to who you probably heard screaming in the background
4: yeah mine too which is why i'm happy to carry on this conversation (laughs) as
0: long as you want (laughs) i know it's been nice uh, to have some peace and quiet right yes (laughs) indeed Um, well thank you very much for having me on i really appreciate it all right take care i'll see you out there in twitter land indeed (laughs) thanks for listening to another episode of polite conversations you can support this podcast by sharing the shit out of it, making some noise about it, or contributing via Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash nice mangoes. No e Ian Mangoes. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at nice mangoes. If you want to make a one time donation instead of a monthly Patreon one, you can do so via PayPal. Nicemangoes.blog at gmail.com. Remember, no e Ian Mangoes. If you've got an interesting story and would potentially like to be a guest, you can email me there too.